the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. It's PD, along with Craig Morgan, and another day that we are Leoless. Yes. It's a Leoless day, and with, with the last with, one, though. This is last supposedly, day. supposedly, though. Supposedly. Yeah, we'll, we'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, okay. It's Because I'm, I'm just telling you, come ad read time, I'm going to get my tongue tied again. Mm-hmm. But we do have Sean here, and Sean has chipped in more than usual, more than, you know, 50% of the show that he usually does. Sean is going to be presenting Trivia Tuesday today. Oh, yeah. And I think we got a lot gonna, going on today. I suspect yes, sir. it's going to have a buffalo flavor to it. You think so? I'm, well, time will tell. Upstate New York area. There we go. It's interesting. We, we have a lot New going York. on then because we are going to talk to the newest coyote. Poughkeepsie. Yeah, we're going to tie it to Poughkeepsie. How many times have we talked about how show started off with we're going to talk to the newest coyote this summer? Yeah, seriously. Like it's, way too much. It's good. Yeah, or like, not uncle, enough. Uncle. That's how you look at it. So we are going to talk to Matt Dumba here in a minute. And, and uh, Ezra. Well, did you see what Ezra said? I can't because I don't have my You, you literally here. can't see that yeah. far away? Nope. Nope. Oh my God! You're hey, Ezra. Good so to know you're Ezra, here. Ezra says, "Dumba, the next ghost might have been asked." Mm. So, we, in, in full transparency, Matt Dumba had to work out today and he had to get to the ice. So it was a very short interview, and we had to pre-record it so he could get to, to his workout. So it's something we did about an hour ago. Yep, we're gonna play it for you here in a few minutes. Um, I, I'm excited about this signing. I, I really am. And the more you talk to the guy, and the more people you talk to about him, the more excited you can become about Matt Dumba. Yep, no question about that, and and the role too, right? We've we've heard, and we'll get a chance to find out. We we we've heard what a good defender he is already. You've analyzed that. You broke that down for us yesterday. But his role was different in Minnesota than it had been in previous years. So if he's back in a role like he was accustomed to earlier in his career, or that Shane Gostisbehere had while yeah. he was here in Arizona, can he recapture some of that offensive magic as well? Become more of that two-way guy again, but a, a an older, wiser two-way guy who maybe is a better all-around player than he's ever yeah, been. Yeah, and, and I think when you do, when you talk about Gostisbehere and Matt Dumba, it's it's you're talking about guys that that have been different roles for the team that they were on at that time, and then they step in and they're the guy. Yep. Gostisbehere was clearly the guy. Matt Dumba's the guy. Like he is the number one defenseman here now for the Coyotes. So his expectations are thus. And when you talk about his minutes, like he ate a lot of minutes for Minnesota, but he ate him with Jonas Brodeen. And Jonas Brodeen to Jimmy, me, as he calls him. And, and and people don't know Jonas Brodeen around the league he, because he doesn't put up the points like Eric Carlson that we'll talk about later. But Jonas Brodeen is one of the best defenders in the National Hockey. He's got a great stick. He moves his feet incredibly well. So when you throw out Dumba and Jonas Brodeen, you're on the defensive side of the puck. You're getting against the best players on the opposing team. You're getting defensive zone starts. So Matt Dumba took all of that duty last year. This year, he's going to get both sides of it. Yeah. It's really exciting. And we're going to hear from himself. And Tracy, Tracy, thanks for joining us. Do you see Tracy's a wild fan from Minnesota? I hope. Very nice. Tra I don't know if you know this, Tracy, because you're a wild fan. I am from the great state of Minnesota. The land of 10,000 lakes. Actually, there's over 11,482, but who's counting from um, up in Bemidji? So here we go. Without further ado, we are going to get a chance to listen from the man himself and find out why his nickname and their thumbnail called him El Tigre. Here is Matt Dumba. I want to welcome in Coyote's newest defenseman, Matt Dumba. Matt, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Matt, I, I, I got to be honest with you. With a last name like, like Dumba, the nickname possibilities are not great. So we need to think outside the box. And I was searching the internet, 
And I found a Q&A that you did with the NHLPA about four years ago when you admitted that if you could choose your nickname, it would be El Tigre. So you need to explain that to us. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I wish I had the golf game to back that up. But <laughs> yeah, kind of tough with the nicknames. Voice call me Dumbs. Uh, That's not working. We had yeah, a new one here. With... Need some creativity. We're just looking for the right guy to give me the right nickname. Where, where did El Tigre come from, though? I mean, I, I just, uh, I, I love Tiger. I love being on the course, so um, it would be good, good fit in the desert. Uh, yeah, I know our, the mental side of things uh, away from the rink will be uh, will be perfect for me. You're coming to the right place if you like to golf, by the way. I know you like to fish, but golfing maybe a little bit better in the desert. We suggested the doctor or doc because your initials are MD, and I just said the doctor, and, and we th we're going to try and see if doc sticks. Like yeah, yeah. The doc. Yeah. Get that in the rotation. We'll, we'll get that to stick. The doctor. I like it. All right, yeah, we've got, we've got some sway with Coyotes Nation. We'll see if we can make that work. Hey, Mike Rousseau and Joe Smith have both mentioned to me what an elite defensive player that you have become. I'm sure it's something you've always taken pride in, but has it become a greater focus for you as your game has evolved, as your career has evolved? Uh, definitely in these last couple of years and the position I was put in, uh, in in Minnesota to play against those top lines every night with my with my D partner at the time, Jonas Brodin. Um, you know, and, yeah, I did take, it is fun. It is fun, uh, dialing into that. And I think it started in Arizona though. You know, we had, uh, during COVID, we had those awesome skates out at, uh, Ice Den that eventually got switched over to Oceanside because, uh, McDavid and, uh, Matthews pandemonium, um, <laughs> the word got out and uh, there's there's people all over the place and they definitely didn't want that going down during COVID. So we were kind of trying to avoid that. But, um, you know, pulling up to those skates is like, yo, you got to uh, you gotta bring your defensive game here and be dialed in or, or you're going to get walked and you're going to get embarrassed. So um, that's kind of when I first like started taking it more seriously and, um you know, I think it's a, a big piece of my my game now, and I want to uh, I want to show, yeah, the Coyotes Nation and you know my teammates that I have that in the bag, but I also have that offensive side and um, have become a more balanced defender and uh, one who can you know play the play both sides of the puck at an elite level. I want to talk about that offensive side of the puck. When you look at earlier in your career in Minnesota, you had some pretty good offensive numbers. And like you said, you've taken on more of a defensive role with the Minnesota Wild. Here in Arizona, the expectations are you're going to add to both sides of the puck. You're going to be on the ice all the time. You're going to be asked to contribute offensively. Does that excite you that you're going to be asked to do that? Is that something that's still in your game? You just haven't had an opportunity to display it much? Or how do you feel about your offensive game? I think I think that's exactly it. Um, I feel like at this point in my career, I'm ready to do both. You know, I, I might have been a little naive early on in the career, thinking that I could get away with you know playing my offense without having the defense, and then you know um, had to had to you know look at my game and be like, I want to be predictable for my teammates. I want to be relied on and have that responsibility. And the only way you're going to do that and, and play a lot of, you know, log a ton of minutes and, and play that way is if you uh, if you tighten up and lock it up on defense. So 
now that I got that um, under control, I feel like I can take that next step and get back to my offensive game. And, um, you know, you got a lot of really good forwards there, um, guys who can, who can make plays. So, good boy. Uh, I'm excited to uh, – to uh yeah the dogs are excited too yeah they're fired up <laughs> whole mess of uh, desert dogs they're gonna like it <laughs> yeah matt that, there, there's been a lot of talk of, sorry there's been a lot of talk about the peck injury that you suffered back in late in 2018 and and what impact it's had on your offensive game i wanted to clarify that is that still am, impacting you or are, are those two things unrelated here's here's the dog right here oh <laughs> oh my yeah get yeah. Big girl, big girl. <laughs> What's the dog's name? Uh, Marley. Marley. Nice. She okay. lives up. She lives up to the name. She's uh, she's she's crazy little puppy. But uh, no, she's she's settled into. No more pooping in the snow, because she's going to be out in the <laughs> desert. She's going to love it. I tell you what, no rain, no snow. All right. Sorry, you remember my question still? Uh, or? No, the back injury is no. I I, I mean. It's hard when you go through injury. I think any player will tell you that. Um, kind of put me on the shelf. I, I, I was, I had like three different surgeries that went along with that. So um, it did take me some time, especially that year, year and a half after. You know, it's wasn't fully there. But um, working with my trainer Tommy, um, doing all the right rehab, um, putting putting my body in the in the best position to uh you know have longevity and 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 reach my you know peak performance um is a part that i i really enjoy in the summer and, and something that we've dove into this summer more than ever so my body feels my body feels great and i'm ready to get back to it and run some numbers i've been uh, i've been talking to kells lots and some of the other boys like yeah it's it's time we uh we take over and we make some noise uh down south Petey mentioned the opportunity that's ahead for you in arizona um you know more minutes probably a different role than you were playing in minnesota could this be i don't know if you've looked at what shane gosses bear did here but he had a bit of a revival here i'm wondering if that could be a model for you to follow Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess it could be similar, um, but yeah, just trying to trying to take it day by day and make sure that uh, make sure that I'm I'm putting in the preparation uh, to make that happen and facilitate that. Um, it's an everyday deal, and you got to commit to that. Commit to you know the the whole process of it and. Um, you know, good things, good things happen to people who do that and, um, you know, aren't just wishy-washy here, you know, thinking, uh, good luck's going to come to them. You, you know, you got to work it into existence and, um, that's what I'm going to do this year. You looked at your, your last season in Minnesota, you wore the letter A there, you were a leader there, you're asked, you're going to be asked to be a leader here, clearly, with your veteran presence and all these young kids working their way into the lineup. So I think that's going to be a big part of what you do. But you've got some former teammates here. You've got Nick Budesteg, you've got Jason Zucker here. Have you had an opportunity to communicate with them, and does that get you even more excited to, to start getting playing here in the desert? Yeah, it does. Yeah, both of them reached out to me, even, you know, Bugie was in my ear every other day, uh, leading up to uh, me signing. He uh, he got the clamps on me a couple of weeks ago at a wedding that we were at, and 
Um, I had him and his wife, Jackie, they, you know, they're howling like coyotes and stuff. <laughs> late night, trying to get me and my girl to do it. I, I was like, <laughs> we were making them jump through the, jump through the hoops, but, uh, it, it was fun. It's been a good process. <laughs> I got to ask you about this. Cause going back to that NHL PA Q and a, you mentioned that your favorite off season spot is Australia. I don't know if that still holds, but you're obviously going to get a chance to go to Australia yeah, again crazy. really soon. Yeah, crazy. Oh, man, I know. Um, my best friend who went with me, Blake, uh, hit me up as soon as I uh, told him where I signed it. And, um, you know, I'm just looking back through those pictures. Um, the good times we had there, spent three weeks. We landed in Sydney, um, and then we rented a... Uh, out like what is it Mitsubishi like out back or something with the grill guard and we started in Sydney and we worked our way all the way up to uh Keynes and um to the most northern point starting in the south and worked our way up the, the east coast there um just kind of being beach bums and it was uh it was an amazing experience just talking to the people and um having the having the locals really plan on our trip it was uh is different than most of the vacations I've ever taken, but um, just truly a, an amazing experience. So I'm sure it's going to be a, be a lot of fun over there for the guys, and there'll be some great uh, team bonding. Yeah, you know, you're only five weeks away from that. So the next question is, when are you going to make it to the desert? When do you plan on, on making the move and finding your way to Arizona? Um, yeah, we're signing so late. Um, you know, don't, uh, it's nice that I got a place already in, in, in AC, so the move shouldn't be too bad. We got the dogs um, probably coming just after Labor Day, I'm thinking. Yeah, that's a good move, buddy. You've, yeah, you, wait. you mentioned on the Zoom call yesterday that you'd heard the temperatures down here, and, <laughs> yeah, and they're going rush. back up to that again, so... Take your oh, time. Yeah. 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 Breaks and, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, no, no rush. I, there's a rumor. I talked to somebody in Minnesota today. There's a rumor you're going fishing on the Mississippi with a, a good buddy of mine here in a, in a couple of weeks. And he's fishing up in Alaska today, but he said I can't say his name on the air. I don't know why, but he said I can't. So anyway, we're looking forward to here coming to the Arizona, uh, the, to the desert. And Matt, it's, it's going to be a great experience here. This team is really taking a step forward. Um, and I think with the signing uh, of yourself and Zucker and Kerfoot and, and bringing Cooley, and I think you can really see this commitment. Excited to get you here in the desert. Thanks so much for taking all this time with us today. Look forward to you getting here, and we're going to do it all again soon. Yeah, I can't wait. Thanks, fellas. Well, clearly he's a big fan of this show because he has a dog and a lot of dog lovers like yourself, Craig. So what did you think of Marley's first TV appearance in the desert? Well, it's going to lead to more, I think. That's what I would say. Marley is uh, going to have to be featured somehow, some way very soon. And I'd like to see uh, the, the nickname and he was open to it. I, I think he was open to the doctor. And, and somebody said in the chat, fixing the blue line. There it is. I, I like it. it I think stick. Make it stick. Doc. I, I like it, Doc. So let's keep working on it. Doc or the doctor. I like it, Doc. I like it. Um, what are his expectations here, Craig, coming into the desert for this season? I just, again, we were saying just before we started the interview, um, he's got an opportunity here to revive a role that he had earlier in his career, to be more of a two-way guy. Um, he got, you know, he played a lot of minutes, as you mentioned, still in Minnesota, but I think he was third in minutes on the wild blue line, and he didn't have some of the roles that he had earlier in his career. I think he's going to get a chance to be, the guy again, I do. I, I know we've talked about the power play. I still think he's going to get 
a significant role on the power play. I think he's probably going to run the second unit. He's got a chance to really revive his entire career. And then, you know, because he's on a one-year contract, he's got a chance to maybe cash in, whether it's here or if it's moving on to another team at the deadline even to play for a contender. Um, it's, it, it's a chance for a renaissance in his career. One thing, Craig, you've had a chance to talk to him yesterday on a Zoom call and you talked to him today on this interview. You've had an opportunity to talk to a lot of players that are coming to Arizona yeah. over your, your span here um, covering the Coyotes. And you've heard guys, every single one of them say, every single one, can't wait to get to the desert. Excited yeah. about me, yeah. even though it was bullshit. But <laughs> a lot of them said it. Do you get a sense that he sincerely is excited about his opportunity here in the desert? I do. I'm, again, for the reasons that I just mentioned, he has a house here. He's had a house for several years here. Um, you know, his trainer, Tommy Powers, actually was was here with the Coyotes for a while um, before Tommy went and started a business in Minnesota, ironically, uh, working with Matt Dumba back there. Um, he genuinely likes it here. And he, he mentioned to us that it's it's a comfort in a way to know that you've already got your your house in place. Um, he's familiar with the area. So between that and, and the role that he's going to have with this team, not only on the ice, but also in the room with, with who he is and maybe even in the community. Hopefully he can bring something to this team as well. He clearly has a lot to give on that front. I do think that he's genuinely excited about it. Listen, every player says, oh yeah, they're at the top of my list. Uh, and If Matt Dumma got a, a good offer from a contender, do I think he would be in Arizona? No, I don't. I think he would have gone to one of those contenders. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't view this as a good situation. I think he does. Yeah, and I think for Coyotes fans, one thing that, that was apparent here, he can defend. We, we've seen how well he can defend. I think the offensive game is going to get a respark here. I really, really do. I think mm -hmm. watching him play and his ability to skate and get to the net, I know it's part of his game. He just didn't get an opportunity to do it. So I think you're going to see that here. The physical side of his game, we haven't talked a lot about in the last two days. He This dude can hit. And the reason he hits so well is he skates so well. So he can hit in the middle of the ice, which you just don't see very often. Um, Coyotes fans are going to love seeing him play in the mullet. I'm telling you, he's going to be an exciting player. He's going to be a leader. And and I think this is a, a, another of those great signings for Bill Armstrong. Not just a good player, but a really good person. Yeah, I, I, I got a chance to talk to Bill yesterday. And I, I said, it's almost like you've been shopping in the All Saints Club with some of these guys that are coming in. Like the character of these guys is unbelievable. You talk about wanting ha to have good guys in your locker room. But this is like a, a different level of just quality human beings. And I think it's going hey, to be a letter in Minnesota. You know, so many stories that I have that I want to write on Matt Dumma. Like I, I've got six stories in my head already. And one of them was what you were just talking about. This guy hits like a freight train. Yeah. And you just it's it's almost a lost art in the NHL. Those open ice hits. And, you know, we can talk about what happened with Pavelski. I'm not sure that that one was necessarily clean. <laughs> But sorry, you, Tracy, you don't get guys that often that hit like this. Um, like I think back to Rafi Torres, right? Yeah. He he's he's first of all, he's compact, right? Low to the ice, low center of gravity. Man, can he deliver a hit? You know what else can deliver? Illegal Pete's. Because today is Taco Tuesday, as it sure yesterday is. was Margarita Monday. And I tell you what, if you haven't been to Illegal Pete's, the, the favorite part of me and Illegal Pete's is from the second you walk in the door till the time you're sitting at the bar eating, watching sports, and drinking a beer is minutes. It's yep. minutes. Yep. It's an And the food is absolutely amazing. We've already talked. It's Taco Tuesday. We've already talked about Margarita Monday. And it's almost patio weather. So get ready for those patio beers at their Tempe location. Can't wait. Full menu, uh, bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, so much more. And Leah's favorite, the piping hot queso. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this summer. Stop by for happy hour from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every single day at all 12 
12. 12 locations. I didn't know that. 12, 12 is a lot. It is a lot of That's locations. That's a lot of locations. Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. The three most important bees for the last 28 years. And <laughs> since we're talking about something else, we're going to talk about BetMGM. And we talk about BetMGM a lot on this show, right? And, and at PHNX. I will tell you this. Yesterday, I sat in on the bets show. So what do you do on the bet show? You bet. And you talk about bets. First of all, as I made the bets on the bet show, I made the bets. On the BetMGM app. Yeah, I was going to say, in order to make those bets, you know what you need? You need to download the damn app. And when you download the app, don't go through it fast, like my wife did. You want to make sure you enter PHNX as the code. You have to enter PHNX as the code. So don't go by fast. Go slow through the sign-up process because if you listen to the Bet Show, and I've been on the Bet Show three times in the last two weeks, I am officially eight and one. Do you know how good that is in betting? Betting, you want to be just above 50%. Buddy, I'm eight and one. Am I lying, DP? I was three for three yesterday. And so stay tuned for the immediately after this show, we're going to the bet show, and I'm going to come up with three more winners because I am in fuego on bets. <laughs> so use the bet MGM. It, I, honestly, it's super easy. Yeah. You can think the bet. We'll tell you the bets. Make the bet on the bet MGM app. Make sure you download the bet MGM app. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bet if it loses. You heard that right. If it loses. Check out the show notes for full details. And now, listen to our friend Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. We talk about Matt Dumba going to a new team. We got to talk about another defenseman going to a new team. We talk about betting. Does you love this, this change the odds of the Pittsburgh Penguins and their ability to chase another cup with the signing off the trade? Not the signing, the trade of Eric Carlson. Yeah, you love this guy, right? I, I, I mean, I guess he he needs to show me because I, I tell you what, look at his last four seasons in San Jose. Well, but, great, you got 101 points. Your team sucks. You ended up what was he minus what? I have to look it up. Minus what? Yeah, while, while you do that, I can talk. Like, look, there, Listen, there are a lot of people who will analyze Eric Carlson's game. Nobody's going to call him a great defender. The idea is not to defend, right? To, to get the puck out of the zone quickly. And Eric Carlson is still obviously a, a next-level offensive defenseman. To put up 100 points is ridiculous. It just doesn't happen. And it hasn't happened much recently, obviously. I wonder... What we can talk about Pittsburgh's defending problems, we can talk about Pittsburgh's goaltending, and those are fair questions to look at when he goes to the Penguins. What is this power play going to look like, Petey? What is this power? Do you run first of all? Do you run two defensemen? Do you have Latang and Carlson? I think you have to, and then you've got well, you Sid, tell- Gino, and Gensel. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna tell Chris Latang he's not playing on the power play. It's a terrifying power play. That's a good terrifying luck. power play. I, I, I agree. I, I mean, I, I, it's hard to argue with his numbers. I, I get the offensive upside of Eric Carlson. I understand he was minus 26 last year. He hasn't played a meaningful game in five seasons. Like, come on. 
And he's going to go to Pittsburgh now. Do you think his game has improved since the last time he was in the playoffs? Do you think he's become faster? No. No. But he could be smarter, right? Maybe. He could be smarter. Maybe. And, and playing with those guys, playing with Sid. Great. Maybe it's, so he gets it's every gonna, offensive zone start. And it's going to bring, maybe it's going to bring a more responsible side out of him too. You maybe. never know how leadership impacts. We'll see. Not, not that Eric Carlson has, has any issues on that front, but you, you just wonder about the impact of other players on a player like this offensively anyway. Man, it's it, it's wild to think about Sidney Crosby playing with Eric Carlson. I, I won't disagree. I bet you his offensive numbers are, again, elite. However, last year it was a one-man show in San Jose. It was him. Like, he was the offense of the entire team. Guess what? You go to Pittsburgh, you are not. You have all the offensive weapons you've already mentioned. You've got plenty of people to spread the offense around, including another defenseman, Chris Letang, who wants his candy, too. So you've got—there's only one puck. So I, I'm not convinced this is going to be a... Here's what I think. Do you want to know what I think? I guess you do, because that's why we do this. <laughs> I think Kyle Dubas signs Eric Carlson because he's the sexy pick right now. He's the number one guy out there in the media, in the marketplace. It's a sexy pick to show the Pittsburgh Penguin fans. Our window is closing. Sid is in, in Malkin are still here. Hey, I'm trying. I'm trying to get this team over the hump, so I'm going to sign Eric Carlson. Yeah. You look at the rest of that defense, and you go Chris Letang, who I... Uh, Chris Letang has slowed down, and you watch, and I know Rick Tocca loves Chris Letang, but you watch the Pittsburgh Penguin highlights every single night and you watch the goals against and see how many Latangs on the ice for how many times he gets beat wide how many yeah. times he just doesn't get back to the net he's another defensive liability so there's two now you want to see the rest of their defense Ryan Graves Marcus Pedersen Pierre Oliver Joseph Pio Joseph and Chad Ruedel so we talk about the Coyotes top six I, I, I'm not sure that, boy howdy Tristan Jari is going to have his hands full and, and he just signed a big ticket off a horrific year again yeah. Mm, we'll see. And, and you know yeah. what? I'll be the first guy during the season to eat crow and say I was wrong about him. I don't love this. I don't. I, I think I think it's it's a media play. I think it's you, I, I don't get it. I don't think this boosts Pittsburgh into the, the playoff trajectory. There you go. That's Mayor Carlson take. Okay, let's get to some Coyotes housekeeping quick hitters. Is this the part here. of the show where I can leave? Yeah, you can just leave. I, I was I was wishing. Okay, that your so chair this was is on the wheels. section that just says the Craig Morgan show. You should have a chair. The on Cur- wheels so I what can is literally that? Literally push you off screen. Swear to God, I don't know what that word is. What? Oh, I thought it was a P. Curious. I thought it was a Cuprius. I thought you should throw one of those fancy writing words at me again. So tell me, Craig, about the curious case of Artem Duda. Well. We are three weeks from yesterday is when the University of Maine's classes are set to start. Artem Duda has still not been cleared by the NCAA to compete for the University of Maine. I know a lot of people when this was first reported, oh, he's going to Maine. Like, yeah, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. People in Maine were saying, no, you're wrong. It's a done deal. There are a lot of media members saying it's a done deal. No, it's not. It's still not. And I'm hearing from some people that it's going to get it's going to be really hard to get him eligible to play at the University of Maine. Now, there's some thought that maybe the weight he meet maybe even misses a few games. But my understanding from the University of Maine itself is they want to know by the start of classes, yeah, August thanks. 28th, whether he's going to be ready or not. Now, I, I, I guess there is some leeway in there. Maybe they can convince him because the season obviously doesn't start. Yes. But... They'd like to have some closure. So if he doesn't get cleared, the other option, of course, is Youngstown, which added him to their 30-man 30, 30 protected list in the USHL. That's an 
option. They they don't want him going back to Russia. He's not going to go back to Russia. So what it's going to be is it's going to be Maine or it's going to be the USHL, and maybe they try and get him back into Maine again next year. By the way, Maine tried to get him last year as well. So this is a crazy situation to watch. I do think it's a benefit for Artem Duda to play North American hockey, learn the game. You and I talked about this. Haven't seen a lot of them, but... Man, his skating is just elite. So I'm excited to see what he might be able to do on this sheet. We're going to keep it on the players to start. Okay. So let's, keep, let's take a look at John Sebastian Day. And he is moving on from the, the Coyotes organization and going back overseas. Not going back overseas, going overseas. He is going overseas. And I, I don't know which team, but I, my understanding, I don't, I don't think it's been reported yet unless I missed it. But my understanding is he already has a deal in place with the team. It just hasn't been announced yet. So he's going to play in Europe. So he's moving on. What about Liam? Kirk, Liam another Kirk. European who's here. Not here. He's he played in the, the Liga last year. He, he left oh, Tucson. Oh, yeah, he left. He left See Tucson. how much I paid attention? People were wondering when, when Day left, does this open up a slot for Liam Kirk? My sense is, look, he still has a season. He can prove prove them wrong by playing well over there, but the, the ship may have sailed on Liam Kirk. Let's, let's face it. He's a seventh-round draft pick, right? How many of these guys actually make it? It was a feel-good story coming out of the UK. You don't get many of those players. Brendan Perlini might yeah. you know, point to the fact that he did that as yeah. well. Um, but right now, I don't think Liam Kirk is the type of player that the Coyotes even want in Tucson. Wow. Um, yeah. It's not, I mean... It is what it is, right? Yeah, and you know what? Let's not. Do, I don't want to throw shade at Liam Kirk. It's no, a great story. The Coyotes fans can't go. Oh, shit, he earned Liam a Kirk's contract. Coming. He earned a contract from Bill Armstrong because he worked so which is hard great. and showed how badly he wanted it. Absolutely, it's a pretty cool story in and of itself. Professional hockey player from England, fantastic, yep. good yep. for him. And let's talk about Andre Turney. Since you're talking about Andre Turney, is he signed yet? Is the extension there? <laughs> Where are we at in the process of head coach Andre Turney? You know. It's times like these where I don't think people watch my whole video. I don't. Yeah, you probably didn't either. I didn't. Did you have a video? I, I explained what was going on with the Andre Turney situation, but I've had multiple people saying, how come he's not signed yet? How come he's not signed yet? What I told you in the video was that while my understanding is the Coyotes and Turney have agreed to term and dollar, both sides happy on that front, they still got to get the assistance wrapped up, which is great, right? Like you hear this with a lot of coaches. Mm -hmm. They, they want to bring their assistants along for the ride. So... That can take a little more time to get assistant coaches' contracts ironed out. I do think that this is going to be done before the preseason starts. Before they go to Australia, I think Andre Turner, you will have a contract. But don't freak out if it's not happening today or tomorrow. It, it's in process, and now you know why. Well, I think it's an important piece of what the future of, of this team is going to be as to get him locked up. I think it's incredibly important. And to show that he's trying to get his staff signed up before he signs um, his own contract, I think is a testament to what kind of person he is. And that's why not only the players fight for him, but also the staff. Yeah. One last thing to get to. Um, there's one roster spot left. And, and of course, that can change. You can make a move. You can see... Someone like Jean Sebastian Day say, "Hey, I want to go to Europe instead." And okay, and then suddenly we say, "Ross, you mean a contract?" Yeah, slot. you have one more uh, contract slot. Yes, there's a maximum of fifty. The Coyotes have forty nine right now. If you don't count Connor Geeky and Maverick Lamoureux, who I know a lot of people keep saying, "What if they make the roster?" It's possible, but I don't think it's happening. I think they're going back to junior. So you have one slot open. Jan Yannick, of course, is not signed yet. Again, I still don't know where this is going because he didn't accept his qualifying offer. I wonder if he might try and play in Europe as well, which is one of the options. You can't play 
in the American League with the NHL, obviously, without a contract. He can't play in North America. He can go back to Europe if he wants. He could sit out. If he's not signed by December 1st, he's not eligible to play in the NHL this season. So it's it's a weird one to watch because he did show some things at times when he came up, but lacked the consistency. I don't think he has a lot of leverage. So this is this is a weird one to me. But anyway, with that open roster spot, you could see a lot of things happen here. The guys could just leave it open because you like to have that flexibility in the season in case somebody comes available on waivers like a Connor Ingram or a Yusuf Alamaki, who you're really interested in bringing up on board. You can leave it open for uh, a trade if you if you acquire someone via trade while you're just giving up draft assets. There are a number of things you can do, but you do like to have that flexibility. So keep all that in mind with that final roster spot. It doesn't mean, oh, they're holding it open just for Yan Yan Yik. Not necessarily. Yan Yan Yik could be sitting for a while. Wow. You know where I'd like to be sitting? For a while, I would like to be sitting at the Four Peaks Eighth Street Pub, Amen, enjoying brother. a kilt liquor. And by the way, Craig and I have sat at the at the bar at the Eighth Street Pub, Four Peaks, many many times. And you know what? The biggest driver of Four Peaks is for me is their variety, because when it's 118, nothing hits quite like a peach or a wow. You get that little citrusy snap to it. And wintertime, buddy, I'm all in Kilt Lifter. All in. Their number one selling beer, by the way, is Kilt Lifter. You can get Somebody it. told me you can get a variety pack. I can't you remember can. who it was. Variety pack. I tried to sell it to Craig yesterday. Variety pack. Go to your local store. Anywhere you find your beer, you're going to find the Four Peaks variety pack that has all of these. So you can find I'm your favorite. It's that. got the IPA. It's got the wow. It's got the Kilt Lifter. I'm telling you, there's so many different beers and you need to know and pair. I don't drink wine, so I don't pair wine with my food. I pair my beer with my mood. Oh, God. Do you see what I just did there? That was really, really good. Check out Four Peaks Brew at, at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up the latest at Arizona Hometown Brewery. You must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. And speak about being responsible, this is our next sponsor. Oh, geez, you need to do this responsibly. And I will say this because I have dipped my toes into the THC CBD world this summer. And oh, geez. Oh, geez. That's all I'm going to say. We, 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 with the variety that they have, they have the sleep edition coming. Their flavors are out of this world, but they're cream. I'm still going creamsicle. I'm sorry. I know people like the strawberry and cream. I'm thinking the creamsicle hits hard. It does, by Black the way. and cream. Just saying. <sighs> what did you just say? Blackberries and cream. You like the blackberries and cream? Yeah. That's my flavor. Sean? Isn't that yours as well? Um, I mean, the pink lemonade is my favorite. That's true. When See, that came out, again, you, it's you more of a changed. summertime flavor. And they are, by the way, they're amazing. Oh, by the way, it's still summer here. It is summer. For at least, you know, seven, they have, eight more they weeks. They have all, you can get a variety pack now where you have all of the Hall of Fame flavors all in one place in their variety pack. Plus, the fruits and the creams are available in both Sunny Sativa or Mellow Indica. And when you're Indica, you're in the couch. That's <laughs> allowing you to customize your OG experience based on the mood or time of day. And buddy, and you know what my time of day is? End of day. Because I need to relax and chill out. So we are talking about the sleep edition gummies. And if you need to chill, check out OGs. Because the side counter we've seen go infinite with PD. We highly recommend you check out OGs online at OGsBrands.com. And on Instagram at OGs Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. You must be 21 years old or older to purchase and enjoy. Now, it's it is time. time for one of our new segments. See, I'm getting stressed again. That we had over the summertime. I don't get stressed, buddy, because I've been drinking and taking OGs. So, today is Tuesday. And what it happens is. on Tuesday, Greg? It's Trivia Tuesday. It's Trivia Tuesday. This time, brought to you 
by the man behind the Mac, Sean DePaz. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on? All right. Like I said before the show, I have no real uh, metric as to how easy or difficult these questions are. Uh-oh. Uh, can, can you not my be glasses, on camera? By the way, can you oh, be yeah, on camera? I can myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Hey, there we go. Um, no real metric as to how easy or hard these questions are. So uh, let's let's see. I guess uh, let's get it. Let's I, hit it. I feel like this first one might be super easy. We'll see. Okay, don't blurt it out, Craig. Just absorb it. Do you think I'm gonna get any of these? All right. He's the first only. He's the only number one overall pick to play for the Arizona Coyotes. Hint. He is a Buffalo Sabres legend. You got it? Well, uh, I, I think I do. Go ahead. I think it's Chris Gratton. Is Chris Gratton the number one overall pick? Mm -hmm. No. I didn't think so. Oh, shit. <sighs> oh, Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall. Jesus Christ. Yes. What was I doing? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I don't know Sabres why. I, I, legend, I, I, see, Hall. he said they're too easy. I had the, I had the Danny Briere trade in my head because I figured he had to go to the Danny Briere trade. That was a good one. Buffalo actually. Sabre legend Taylor Hall. That was a good one. How, how many games did he play for the Buffalo exactly. Sabres? Like, that's that's Buddy. what tripped me immediately. I was like, wait. Taylor Hall uh, played 37 games for there the you Buffalo go. Sabres. The Buffalo Sabre legend. Which, Couple cups of coffee. To be fair, is more than he played with the Arizona Coyotes. Yes. He, he should have been. I tell you what, Joel got it. Joel nailed it. I should have had. So I'm embarrassed already. All right. Okay, all right. let's bring it up. Question all right. There's a chance that these just get real hard, real fast. Like, Number I two. Have no idea. HK. Uh, these two men are the only Hall of Famers to play for both the Buffalo Sabres and the Coyotes slash Jets. Um, Howard Chuck? Mm hmm. Dale Howard Chuck. Oh, okay, Coyotes, Jets, yes. Dale Coyotes Howard Chuck, yes. Uh, oof. Hall of Famer. Oh, Phil Howell. Oh, no, Phil Housley. Phil Housley. Yeah. Phil Housley. yeah. Dale Howard Chuck and Phil Housley. Phil Housley. Ducky. There you and, go. Uh, Phil Housley also coached for both teams. And he read a really, really bad helmet. Like, you remember that helmet? So when, when he coached here, I talked to him about his helmet. And I said, buddy, that helmet sucked. And he said, yeah, but they paid me like X amount of dollars per year to wear it. And I said, okay, wear the helmet then. <laughs> it, and Rick Tockett wore the same helmet. They look just stupid. And I really like the old you, CCM. You ever keep your old helmets? I mean. Like way I, back, way back when? Yeah. I still have my old Jofa. See, I, I, have, oh, I had my Jofa old. I had the Northland, the, the round do you remember the toilet bowl? I do, yeah. yeah I got yeah, my yeah, Northland. Yeah. I had a navy blue Northland. Mm. Yeah, I still have it. We'll have to bring in our old helmets. I, it's at my mom's house, I guess. Okay. I hope. Let's go. Question All number right. three. Let's go. Question number three. I'll let me move myself. Uh, while he played with five different teams over his 17-year career, Daniel Breer saw <laughs> his most success, 283 points, with which well, NHL uh, franchise? Oh, that's that the Buffalo one's... Sabres. No. It, wait, what? Philadelphia, Philadelphia Flyers. Philadelphia Flyers. Philadelphia Flyers. I was thinking it was. I was thinking that so monster you, year he had in Buffalo, but he. Yeah. When you right. think of Danny Briere, thirty with the Buffalo. Sabres. When you think of Danny Briere in a Buffalo Sabres uniform, what logo comes to mind? Sean DePaz. Uh, unfortunately, it's the slug for me. The slug for you. I uh, see. It's the goat for me. Yeah, it's. I, the, I was just a little older when the slug came around, so that was like the prime end of him and Drury and all of them. He, so he he played a lot of games with Philly then, right? Yeah, he played. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brady see. misunderstood. I love the CCM. That was the classic helmet that everybody needed to wear. That was the yeah. good helmet, Brady. That was the that, good choice. You remember right out of the lockout. Danny Breer suddenly yes, was, he was a fire. monster right after the Coyotes. Danny Breer played uh, 258 games with the – oh, wait, 364 games with the Flyers, scored 283 points. Mm. 
I tell you what, though, if the game Ouch. would have been different when Danny Breer broke into the league with the Coyotes, maybe he would have stayed. Because the, the time when Danny Breer was in the league, it wasn't a league for small, skilled players. But as we were going into the lockout, as the lockout was nearing, there was a lot of talk about changing the game and opening it up for smaller players. Some people saw that coming. Some people Well, this franchise didn't. liked veteran players. Yeah. At the time, they were not into the Shane Dones and Brad Isbisters and Daniel Breers. All right, is that it? Do we so have we one more? One more oh, question and one then more. a bonus. It's a bonus so question. We have one more and a bonus? And a bonus. Yep. Oh, buddy, let's go. Uh, this is kind of similar to the last one. Uh, question four. Of all 10 franchises, Buffalo native and St. Francis High School alum, Lee Stemney, I played for, he played, for the, he played the least number of games for this team. I'm not going to get this one. Buddy, there's a, like, there's honestly, no could you name all the teams he even played for? No, I couldn't name. I could, I could r rattle a bunch of them, but man, I. I'm mm. a hugely Stepniak fan too. <laughs> Might be the Coyotes. No, he played here longer. Yeah, I don't. I don't it's know. It's got to be. I, I'm gonna. Can I get an Eastern Conference? Uh, or Western Conference? Western Conference. This Western. Is tough, Conference. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. <sighs> I don't even know where else Lee Stepniak played in the West. Played all over the damn place. In the West, though. Don't cheat. Right. Give us the answer. It we don't is... know. The Winnipeg Jets. Wow. Lee Stepniak was a Winnipeg Jet. Yeah, I believe, believe he played 13 games with Winnipeg or something like that. But yeah, he was he hugely was Stepniak fan. 18 games yeah. with Winnipeg Even in 2014. So and I, I like him. Like You see what he's doing now and the job he's done. This is the perfect role for him. I was actually a little threatened by him when he first came on with the organization because I was still working there and he was his title had something to do with analytics and video. And I'm like, wasn't that my job? And I was a little bit, I thought he was stepping on my toes, but then he didn't. And everything. He fine. really wanted to get into player development. Well, it's where he belongs. He's great yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His personality, yeah. what he does for this team, it, it's a great fit. And it's it's shown what, what his responsibilities have been under GMBA. I think it's a great fit for Lee yeah. Stepniak. Yep. Um, and this is it. Here's the bonus. Fun bonus. fact, Lee Stepniak played 21 games for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So it was Ooh. close. And 19 for, or 21 for, for Boston as well. Wow. Over two different stints. So, uh, bonus question. Who is winning the all-time series between the Buffalo Sabres and the Coyote slash Jets? Wow, that's some bad hockey, isn't it? <sighs> They're both really good at points. Like, you look at Buffalo Sabres making a run all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. The Jets were fantastic back in the day when, when they first broke. Uh, you know, you look at the, the battles they had um, with the Calgary Flames. Or not Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers. And they just couldn't get over on, on them with Dale Howarchuk and, and Timo Solani. Um, um, I'm going to say it's a, close. I'm going to tell you that it's not. It's actually quite lopsided. I'll say the Sabres are ahead for the all-time series. I'll take the Coyotes, Jets. It is the Buffalo Sabres are 51 and 28 and 7. <laughs> no clue. Wow. Do you remember the, the uh, overtime Jets. game in uh, yes. 2015? The butt goal. The butt goal. Yeah. Hate that. Yeah. So that was a fantastic segment. You know what else? 28 and 7? Yeah, according to my, my research wow. on the internet, I that was don't great. know how trustworthy it is. But. Great job by Sean DePaz. Yeah, it was an outstanding me, segment. You know what else is outstanding? A polar pop at Circle K because you know why? Because the cup doesn't sweat. Is that why? It is why. Because you see how humid it is out here? If we say 18 to 20%, that's high humidity, buddy. I don't care. I don't want to hear 90% from Florida. I don't give a shit. We're in Arizona. It's hot. It's hot and it's humid, and you need yourself a Polar Pop. We're so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection, and their premium gas. There are Circle Ks on every corner in this great state of Arizona, so make sure before you pull over for gas, look for the nearest Circle K and get your snacks, your orange slices, your chips, and, of course, your Polar Pops. 
Right now, if you buy Power Powerade, they're four for five dollars. You get entered to be one of the ten finalists to win a 2023 Ford Big Bend Bronco SUV. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Circle K, we love you. And what else do we love? We love our diehards. And you think I'm kidding. Our diehards are literally the lifeblood of, of, of what happens here at PHNX. Tell them what you do for the diehards at PHNX. Craig, what do I do? Yes. Oh. I do everything for them. I do anything for them. No, but what write, do you do? I write what do you for provide? Them. I provide them information. Ah. I, I, I engage with do them. Do they get shit that people that, that aren't diehards don't get? Of course they do. Of course they do. Of course they do. They get articles. I break news in the Discord channel that I don't tell anyone else for a few days. True story. I, I, I'm, I've got another diehard story coming this week. I, I've told people I haven't told them the topic yet, but I'm going to dive into a topic that I generally dive into in the summer. Uh, there's a lot of things, and we're going to need to do even more things for diehards. We have another segment, and I'm not going to tell you about that yet either, but it's going to be exclusive content for the diehards coming when the season starts. It's going to be something that only diehards will be able to view, and it is definitely something that you will want to view. Hey, buddy, look at the stuff that Coyote's podcast has done in the, for the diehards this yeah. month. We've done the question of the day that only diehards got. We've done a Coyote Town Hall only diehards could come in. We did a, a PD's Puck Talk that was uh, only available to diehards. Two pieces of breaking news. And not only that, but you get merchandise at a discount. You get uh, discounts on all events, merchandise, and access to all of our discords across all the channels. And one thing, I, I can't stress this enough, PHNX is a sports community for the state of Arizona. It's not just the hockey and the Coyotes. It is basketball. It's football. It's baseball. It's ASU. It's U of A. It's all here. Please check out PHNX, go to gophnx.com, check out the diehards and become a diehard today. And, and you truly become part of the PHNX family. Well, Craig, I think we have made it through another show without Leah Merrill. Yep. Last one. Boy, I feel like I talk a lot. I should change. Could I get my change contract change to by the word? I need a new agent. Follow us on social media. Please follow and like and do five star and thumbs up and all the shit you're supposed to do. Hit the bell. Subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any of our shows that pop up. And look for tomorrow's show because we have another guest. We had Dumba today. Who's tomorrow? Liam O'Brien coming O'Brien. on tomorrow. We might talk a little hockey with Liam, but we've we got a lot a of bit. other things to talk about. Liam. I, has he made the circuit of a lot of weddings this year? We're weddings. Have weddings. Parties, parties, celebratory parties. Um, Boy, howdy. He's also a fashion, you know, fashion guru. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we will talk a little hockey with him tomorrow. Yeah, so it's another good guest here on the PHNX yeah. Academy Show. So and make by sure the way, tomorrow I go PHNX. Look for a deeper dive on Matt Dumba. There you go. An angle that Dumba you every probably, day. probably haven't seen so far. Dumba every day this yep. week. Wow, that's a lot of Dumba content. Love it at PHNX. Make sure you subscribe to your YouTube channel so you don't miss anything. Follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Follow Craig at at Craig S. Morgan. Follow me at at S. Peters Hockey. And as always, the guy behind the Mac, Sean underscore DePaz. And we will see you next time tomorrow, hopefully with Leah back at the controls driving this bus. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow.